right, gentlemen, welcome back to the Getting Blitzed Fantasy Football Podcast. Week two is now here, and I'm here to break down all of the matchups. Um, that includes No Luck But Bad Luck versus Ezekiel2517, Harry Twatter versus Kiefer, Big Black Ditka versus Double Alpha, Ain't That a Breed of Bitch versus Los Gauchos, and The Shield Dozer versus Getting Lucky. I will go through each matchup individually, pick winners by positions, and then uh, pick an overall winner with my prediction. There's not much more to get to this week, so let's just hop right into it. Okay, let's hop into the first matchup, uh, which I actually am recording last because there was a sound issue and I played it back again, and I just want to make sure it all sounded good, so... Wondering what the holdup was, I had to re-record this. I'm very, very sorry. So anyway, uh, the first matchup is uh, my matchup, actually. Uh, no Luck But Bad Luck versus Ezekiel2517. Uh, the ESPN app has me winning 151.5 to 138.1. So um, we'll see about that. At the quarterback, no luck, but bad luck has Kyler Murray. And, I mean, he threw 300 yards, two touchdowns last week, uh, but he wasn't very good in the first three quarters of the game, which is a little uh, little worrisome. And Baltimore is a much better defense than Detroit, so I'm uh, not expecting another big game. But uh, he only ran three times, so I think he could do a little bit more of that going forward. Then I have Carson Wentz on the other side. And uh, I love Carson Wentz. He put up 35 points last week, also threw 300 yards, uh, three touchdowns, and now I expect him to be in a shootout versus Atlanta. That's going to be a good game Sunday night. I'm very excited for it. Uh, I think I'll take Carson Wentz there, though. He's just a better player than Kyler Murray at this point in their careers. Then at running back, uh, no luck but bad luck, has David Johnson and Derrick Henry. Uh, They both balled out last week. David Johnson put up 30 points, so he had 18 carries and six uh, six receptions. He lined up at wide receiver a ton in week one, which was kind of weird. But they're going to be down again versus Baltimore, I think, so he might be doing the same thing. Uh, he should be a pretty solid player throughout the season. Then Derrick Henry, uh, I think he broke pretty lucky on a 75-yard screenplay. It was his only catch of the day. He broke it for a touchdown. Uh, I don't think he'll ever do that again. But he's in line for 15 to 20 touches and all the goal line work, so he's he's always got a pretty pretty high ceiling on him. Uh, on the other side, Ezekiel 25-17 has the namesake, Ezekiel Elliott. Uh, he's supposed to be getting closer to 20 touches this week. If he does, I think he'll shred the skins like he always has in his career. I really like his prospects this, this, after, or this weekend. And then Josh Jacobs uh, killed it last Monday. 30 points, 23 carries, two touchdowns. Uh, he's going to be a workhorse for John Gruden. They may be trailing against Kansas City, but they're also going to want to keep Kansas City off the field. I think he's a, in line for another 20 carries. So should be a pretty big day for my running backs. I do like them over do, or David Johnson and Derrick Henry. Uh, then at wide receiver, no luck but bad luck has Juju. Uh, not a great showing last week, but the whole Steelers offense looks kind of lost against the Patriots. I think that's a bigger credit to the Patriots than it is a knock on Pittsburgh. He should bounce back just fine. Seattle's cornerbacks, uh, they aren't what they used to be. Then Julian Edelman, he has feasted on the Dolphins his whole career. 
I just read earlier he has seven straight games against the Dolphins with 75 receiving yards. So that's a pretty good floor right there. I like his prospects this week. I mean, he didn't even have a bad week. 16 points last week, so I think he could do better than that. Uh, for me, I got Michael Thomas and Mike Evans. Michael Thomas did nothing but catch passes on Monday. 10 catches, 120 yards. Should do more of the same in what's projected to be like a 50-point night between the two. It should be another shootout. Uh, Michael Thomas is the beneficiary of that for sure. Mike Evans, I have to play him because he's the best player I got there, but... I'm very skeptical. He has come off a two-point night. I heard he was sick all week. He missed practices last week. But now it's a Thursday night game on short rest. Jameis Winston sucks. Could be a bad night for him. Because of that, I'm going to have to take Juju and Julian Edelman in this matchup. I just think those two pair better with Mike Evans uh, being in a, in a bad situation tonight. Then at tight end, uh, and Evan Ingram. Whew, set a career high 11 catches last week for no luck but bad luck. Turned it into 100 yards and a touchdown, almost 30 points. I mean, that's kind of what you can expect without Odell there, right? Uh, Shepard isn't number one guy. Tate's not around. They forgot Saquon existed, I guess. But uh, Buffalo, probably going to beat the Giants. Evan Ingram will remain a focal point. I expect him to put up 15 points. However, I also expect George Kittle for myself to put up about 15 points. Uh, he had eight catches on ten targets last week, and he had two touchdowns called back on penalties that weren't on him that really had no effect on the play. So uh, I expect him to keep getting better, but because of what Ingram showed us, uh, we're going to have to call that a wash, right? Uh, those are two elite guys. Then at the flex, uh, James White for no luck but bad luck. I just said how Edelman shreds the Dolphins. I don't know James White's track record against them, but uh, I do think that the Patriots will win this game with by 20 points or so. So maybe they don't throw their to their back so much. I think this is more of a Sony Michelle game, as I'll get into later. Um, then I have Devin Singletary. Uh, he looked really good last week. He outsnapped Frank Gore by a mile, but Frank Gore outran him in touches by a mile. So I'm just kind of banking on the Giants suck, and Devin Singletary could really show out against our weak secondary and weak linebacker core. And even weaker front front four. So <laughs> I just think it'll be a good game for him. Uh, with all that said, it does kind of look like I'm picking myself again, which I really hate to do. But uh, I just like the core I got with Wentz, Zeke, Jacobs, Thomas, Kittle. It's just real solid in my opinion. Um, on the bench, no luck is still waiting on A.J. Green's return. I think that'll be lucrative with how John Ross and Tyler Boyd looked in week one. He should be able to really complete that passing offense. Manuel Sanders also surprised me. I was down on him, and he put up almost 20 points last week, but I don't think he'll uh, replicate that. Chicago is very strong. And Tariq Cohen there at the bottom, I was down on him too, and he didn't rush one time, just like I figured, but he lined up as receiver a lot. He had eight catches last Thursday, so uh, he's somebody that's going to be real, real lucrative in PPR going forward. Uh, for myself, I'm still waiting to figure out the Philly backfield. Uh, D.D. Westbrook and MVS both had good weeks. I scooped up Marquise Brown after a huge showing, but he only played 12 snaps. So uh, we'll see going forward. But, yeah, I'm, uh, I'm taking myself this week. Next on tap, we have Harry Twatter versus Kiefer. ESPN projects Harry Twatter to win this one 144.5 to 141. So they got it pretty, pretty close. Uh, hopefully it's within five points. That would be pretty cool. 
But uh, let's start it off with the quarterbacks. Harry Twatter has Russell Wilson, and Kiefer will roll out Dak Prescott again as of now. Um, benching Drew Brees for uh, Harry is a very uh, risky move, I think, but having Russell Wilson really helps. They're playing Pittsburgh, and Drew Brees is playing outside. Uh, you much prefer him at home in that dome where he can really let it sling. Then Dak Prescott, uh, I think he really just picked on the Giants. And uh, he was forced to throw more with Zeke being limited. So I wouldn't expect him to go out there and uh, put up 40 points every week. Washington did get torched in the second half by Kurt Carson Wentz. He finished with 35. But I think he's an exceptionally better quarterback than Dak Prescott. So uh, Dak should be in line for another 20 points, though. So that's solid. I think this is almost a wash here. But uh, Russell Wilson, well, I think Dak has more weapons. But I still think this is a wash here at uh, the quarterback position. At the running backs... We have Lev Bell and Devonta Freeman for Harry Twatter. Uh, Lev Bell is undergoing MRIs today on a sore shoulder, so that is a situation to watch, especially with uh, Sam Darnold ruled out this week because he has mono. I don't know if he's 15 or if he's just making out with all the Jets players. But, yeah, Sam Darnold's not playing, so it could be a huge increase in work for Le'Veon Bell. It could also be a huge increase in stacked boxes for Le'Veon Bell. But uh, I feel like the talent there, if he plays, got to play him. Then Devonta Freeman, uh, he looked real shaky last week. Eventually, at the end of the game, he wound up splitting carries with Ido Smith. Uh, we'll see. Sunday night affair could be a high-scoring one, like I said earlier. Philly defense uh, wasn't so forgiving to the Washington run game last week. I still think Devonta Freeman's going to get as many chances as possible to star, though. So, uh, volume is king, right? Kiefer's backfield absolutely killed it last week. Christian McCaffrey, Dalvin Cook. Uh, Christian McCaffrey is going on Thursday night this week. I hate Thursday night games, but if you're going to bet on players on Thursday night, pick the best players, and if, especially if they're running backs. Uh, Christian McCaffrey will go against the tired Tampa Bay front. That isn't very good to start with. Uh, I expect him to do what he always does. What he had, like 50 points last week? Yeah, I don't think he'll do that, but you can definitely expect 30 out of this man. Uh, Dalvin Cook, I don't think they're going to run the ball 30 times this week. Green Bay's got a better front seven than, um, who the hell did they play last week? Uh, Atlanta, they do have a better front seven than Atlanta. So I wouldn't expect him to go crazy, but he's still the number one guy. He's full of talent, gets all the goal line carries. Uh, I got to take that duo over uh, Lev Bell and Freeman. Uh, Harry Twatter stars Stephon Diggs and Tyler Lockett at wide receiver. Two Big threat guy or big play threat guys that uh, haven't shown or didn't show consistency in week one. Uh, Stephon Diggs has been a thousand yard receiver. He scored big, big touchdowns, but they only threw 10 passes last game. Obviously, that was game flow, not game script. So you expect to see more thrown this week. Um, we'll see how it goes. I'm not a huge fan of Stephon Diggs personally, but he's got talent, and if they need to throw it, he'll be there. Tyler Lockett, I don't see him as being a real wide receiver one. The Seahawks don't throw the ball a lot, and he'd rather throw to Chris Carson than Tyler Lockett. But he did catch a 45-yard touchdown and should see more than two two targets this week. So two bounce-back candidates for sure. Then Kiefer rolls out uh, Adam Thielen and DJ Moore. Uh, as a pass catcher on Thursday night, DJ Moore makes me a little nervous. Um, but we'll see. He looked really good in uh, the opener. He got seven catches, 76 yards. He'll take that every week. He's a big target. They'll look to him in the red zone if they don't give it to McCaffrey. 
Then Thielen kind of falls in the same boat as Diggs. Um, we're kind of waiting to see what Minnesota looks like when they do throw because they only threw 10 times last week. Uh, Thielen versus Diggs will be an interesting matchup because I really do think only one of them will succeed on any given week. Uh, but this week, I would say Adam Thielen is more likely to succeed than Stephon Diggs. Man, then it's tough. Uh, this might be a push as well, but I really like DJ Moore more than I like TJ or Tyler Lockett. So I'm a real keeper again on the wide receivers. Moving on to tight end. Another player who should see more uptick in volume with the Minnesota offense is Kyle Rudolph. But I also expect Zach Ertz to catch more than five passes. Um, <laughs> now that defenses are reminded that Deshaun Jackson can go over your head for 60 yards on any play. So I'll take Ertz there every time. And this is an interesting one here in the flex. Uh, Harry Twatter rolls out Austin Eckler, and Kiefer rolls out Mark Ingram. Both of them had monster weeks last week, 45, I believe, for Eckler, and 26 for Mark Ingram. Um, obviously, don't expect them both to repeat that. Mark Ingram's got a better chance of repeating his number. <laughs> um, Eckler's still the lead guy. I expect the Chargers to beat Detroit even without Hunter, Hunter Henry, who broke his kneecap or some shit. Um, but he's not going to get 45 points. He'll need to be more efficient than uh, 12 carries for 58 yards. And I think Mark Ingram will run all over Arizona because Arizona's trash. And um, now people are really, really worried about Lamar Jackson. So I'll actually take Ingram here. Um, defenses, I really don't pay much attention to, so... Uh, yeah, then we'll go on to the bench here. Um, uh, Harry Twatter, got, he's got John Ross and Will Fuller, a couple of home run hitters. Uh, Philip Lindsay got a lot more passing duties than I thought last week, so he could be interesting going forward. Uh, maybe you throw John Ross in there to try to hit a home run, but uh, I still think Tyler Lockett would be more of a home run threat. Will Fuller, though, that's somebody I might sl uh, slide in my lineup this week. Then uh, for Kiefer, man, I'm riding and dying with the old man. Larry Fitzgerald looked amazing last week. They're running solely four wide receiver sets. They're slinging it, slinging it, and slinging it some more. Larry Fitzgerald is the most talented and most versatile wide receiver in that lineup. So um, I would definitely start trying to slide him in here at some point this season. But I believe, uh, let's see, I got a wash. I got Kiefer. I got Kiefer. Yeah, it looks like Kiefer's going to win this one, in my opinion. I will go against the ESPN projections, but three and a half points is kind of a toss-up. Um, I land with Kiefer here. I think the running backs are just too elite. And, um, yeah, I think the wide receiver battle is going to be a little lackluster, but I think Kiefer winds up on top of that one. Moving right along into our third matchup this week, Big Black Ditka versus Double Alpha. ESPN has Double Alpha winning this one, 134.7 to 125.6. 10-point uh, swings, kind of a toss-up these days, especially in our league. Um, but we'll just dive into it. At the quarterback, uh, Ditka has Aaron Rodgers, and Alpha has Lamar Jackson. This is the weirdest conundrum. You asked me a year ago about this. I would have laughed in your face and given Aaron Rodgers two checks on this one. You know, easy win. But I think uh, while Rodgers easily has the higher floor, um, playing Minnesota is no joke. And Lamar Jackson's playing Arizona coming off of a historical performance, it felt like. Um, so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to run Lamar Jackson here. I think he'll show his legs a little bit more this week. And he can obviously throw the ball. He's got a lot of deep threats. So I'm going to take Lamar in this one. 
At the running back, Ditka displays Todd Gurley and Duke Johnson. Uh, I'm all in on Todd Gurley still. He didn't get the goal line carries last week, which was a little weird. But he turns in 14 carries for 97 yards. It's good efficiency. I think as long as he stays strong, he's going to get those 15 touches. New Orleans is a, a, a team they could play a really close game with, and I think they'd ride him out if it gets that way. Duke Johnson, uh, he looked better than Carlos Hyde, we'll say, but still nothing too too great. Nine yards, or nine attempts for 57 yards. And he also added only four receptions. I think as he works more into the offense, he'll get more receptions. That is his specialty. Um, but Jacksonville's a really good defense, so I'm not expecting Duke Johnson to have a very big game this week. Then on the other side, James Conner and Chris Carson for double alpha. Uh, James Conner only got 10 attempts last week and four receptions. I do think he's a better player than he showed against the Patriots, but the Seahawks are a very tough defense. They added Jadavion Clowney this offseason. They got Bobby Wagner. Uh, I don't think James Conner is going to crack the 30-point mark this week, but I still, I still, I still think the Pittsburgh situation, Pittsburgh running back situation is good enough. you got to play him. Um, then Chris Carson showed out last week, really. He had only 15 attempts for 46 yards, which is not great uh, efficiency, but he caught a touchdown pass and six passes, and he also ran a touchdown. So he ends up with almost 28 points last week, which is huge. And Pittsburgh just got trounced by um, the Patriots. Granted, it was in the passing game, but as I said, Chris Carson received six targets, and he caught them all, and that was, I believe, second on the team in targets. So, uh, yeah, I'm taking Connor and Carson in this one for sure, just because Duke Johnson I'm not real high on. Uh, Ditka's wide receivers include my man Odell and Amari Cooper. I think Odell is going to torch the Jets on Monday night. Uh, the Browns have a lot to prove after that embarrassing loss to the Titans. Nobody wants to see that happen again in Cleveland, so I expect a monster outing. And then I keep talking about the Dallas pass game uh, taking a step back, and I still think it'll happen. Amari Cooper... Killed the Giants, six catches, over 100 yards, and a tutty. But uh, if Zeke comes back, uh, I think they'll have Washington in a stranglehold and they'll run that game out on Zeke's back. So um, still a good receiver, definitely going to get lead the team in targets. Just depends on game flow, in my opinion. And then Double Alpha's riding hard for the Rams, I guess. Uh, Robert Woods and Cooper Cup, who, I mean, they did total 15 receptions last week combined, so that's pretty good. Uh, Jared Goff looked underwhelming to start the season. So hopefully Todd Gurley gets his legs back and they can get some more stacked boxes and let Goff go off in a McVay's system. But I wouldn't start two teammates next to each other personally. Uh, I guess he saw what Deshaun Watson was able to do to New Orleans, but Jared Goff is not Deshaun Watson and Robert Woods and Cooper Cup are not DeAndre Hopkins. So we'll see. I'm kind of lowering expectations there, but that one's a pretty easy uh, choice for Big Black Ditka there, even if Cooper doesn't get 10 catches. Then at tight end, uh, Jared Cook, I think he'll bounce back nicely. He only had two catches last week in his debut for the Saints. Um, but the Rams, if they're lacking anywhere, it's at linebacker. So he could have some success. However, I expect Mark Andrews to have success. He was clearly the safety blanket and just overall favorite target of Lamar Jackson. Uh, he was bullying him the ball all day. Um, they played him a ton of snaps. Arizona's, again, horrible team, so I'll take Mark Andrews over Jared Cook here. At the flex, I usually would never take a wide receiver over a running back, but 
Ditka throws out Deshaun Jackson. Double Alpha's got uh, all day Adrian Peterson. AP is going to start because Geis possibly tore his meniscus. No one's too sure what he did yet. He's going for a second opinion. We'll know soon. But Dallas is a good defense. Adrian Peterson's 100, and Washington's offense is just bad. Um, I think they'll bottle him up. And Deshaun Jackson looked amazing last week. He went over the top of Washington repeatedly and repeatedly. Atlanta's defense is subpar. Carson Wentz will be attacking all day, Deshaun Jackson. I will take him at the flex. Now, let's see. That's one, two. All right, looks like double alpha edges this one out barely. Um, the defenses could come into play, but I think Jacksonville plays much better this week. Excuse me. Let's go look at the defenses. Defenses of the benches. Dick is holding on for Melvin Gordon to come back, I guess. I I don't know about that situation. Um, maybe you start Njoku over Jared Cook next week if Cook just shows some more underwhelmingness because Njoku looked good. But um, also Danny Amendola is huge, 24 points last week. I don't expect him to constantly produce those numbers, but it's definitely somebody to keep an eye on as the underneath target for uh, Matthew Stafford. Then double Alva's bench has got Joe Mixon. Fuck him. Um, Allen Robinson played his heart out last week Huge game, 100 yards Josh Gordon is a big play Unless Antonio Brown comes back Huge pickup in TJ Hawkinson And Darren Waller I mean, just loading up on the tight ends here for Double Alpha Interesting play We'll see how it goes for him But uh, I'll take Double Alpha in this one And our next game pits Ain't That a Breed of Bitch against Los Gauchos. ESPN has uh, Ain't That a Breed of Bitch winning 146.7 to 136.1. Uh, at the quarterback position, Ain't That a Breed of Bitch has Patrick Mahomes and Los Gauchos has Matt Ryan. Now, this is interesting because it's just all a matter of how the games go. I mean, Pat Mahomes is clearly the better quarterback. Um, Pat Ryan has better weapons right now with Tyreek Hill down. But Mahomes is playing Oakland, so he could pick them apart and then not even throw a pass in the second half. Matt Ryan should be slinging it all night against Philly. Tough defense, tough offense. Uh, but I got to pick Pat Mahomes here. I can't go against him. Then uh, at the running back, ain't that a breed of bitch, starts Nick Chubbs and Nick Chubbs. <laughs> Nick Chubb and Damian Williams, which is my running backs in Dynasty, interesting enough. But uh, Nick Chubb has bounce-back potential written all over him, especially if the Jets aren't going to have Sam Darnold and maybe not Le'Veon. Uh, Cleveland maybe should be able to s cement this game at the end. Excuse me, but I said the same thing last week against the Titans, so still high on Nick Chubb. And Damian Williams is still a running back in Kansas City. I expect them to handle Oakland and let Damian Williams uh, carry the rock to solidify the win. The other side is Alvin Kamara, who is just an unstoppable force, really, in the pass game and the run game. Rams have a great defensive line, but Alvin Kamara is elite. He's going to produce. Then there's Leonard Fournette. Finally averaged over five carries, five yards per carry last week. And Houston's front seven is weaker than it's ever been in his career. So there's potential there, but with the rookie quarterback filling in for Nick Foles, I've expected Back the Texans to focus on Leonard Fournette. So I'm going to take Chubb and Damian Williams in this matchup. Then at wide receiver, ain't that a breed of bitch? Comes in with Devontae Adams and Keenan Allen versus Los Gauchos, uh, Brandon Cooks, and Alshon Jeffrey. Adams and Allen is an elite combo. 
uh, Adams had a bad game Thursday night because it was Thursday night, and Chicago's a good D. So is Minnesota. So, again, not looking at a two-touchdown, 30-point performance here, but you can expect closer numbers to Adams' normal 15-17 range. And then Keenan Allen, he put up over 20 points. He'll probably do it again. Detroit uh, just tied with the Cardinals. So that's really all there is to say about it. Um, Joey, you just texted me right now asking what league note is. Go fuck yourself. I'm working on it. Um, sorry to interrupt. <clears throat> then the other side, Los Gauchos has Brandon Cooks. Uh, I was just saying how not high I am on the Rams receivers. And Cooks had the worst day of all. He only had two catches. So maybe bounce back candidate, but... Um, Maybe not. A lot of mouths to feed out there. Then Alshon had a big game, and I think that'll be a shootout. So I think he continues those numbers. I think he'll put up that 17-point range, too. But Adams and Allen is just an elite combo. I'm going to roll with uh, Ain't That a Breed of Bitch one more time. Moving on to tight end. Ain't That a Breed of Bitch has Delaney Walker, who massacred me last Sunday. Two touchdowns. Um... I'm not sure he's going to be able to do that all year. Tennessee's offense shouldn't be rolling the way it did. But got to give him credit. He's a tight end one, so good play here. And then O.J. Howard, Thursday night game. I'm very cautious. His quarterback is Jameis Winston, who's also playing on Thursday night, obviously. Um, yeah, That's kind of a toss-up, but I'm going to lean Delaney Walker based on what he did last week. Then in the flex, um, Sony Michelle for Ain't That a Breeder Bitch has the potential to run the game out. Miami is really bad. They just gave up 60 points to the Ravens. Patriots should handle it with ease. So Michelle's got 20-point potential here in the flex. Then John Brown, I mean, the Giants just showed they can't handle vertical passing last week. And John Brown is vertical passing, and Josh Allen is a great vertical thrower. So I think he could put up some big numbers, but um, the running back should just get more touches and more opportunities against the Dolphins. So I'm going to take Ain't That a Breed of Bitch one more time, and that's that's a clean sweep in that. So um, it might be more than 10 points if my prediction is correct, but I will uh, follow suit with ESPN here and take Ain't That a Breed of Bitch. <coughs> Excuse me. Let's take a look at the bench. A tough break for Darius Geis. Probably tore his meniscus. Ain't that a braided bitch is going to have to wait on that result. Uh, his team namesake, Matt Breda, is supposed to be getting lead duties now with Tevin Coleman injured, but we'll see. And Tom Brady is just waiting for A.B. to uh, b- bounce his rape charge off him like he's bounced everything else off him. Dude's made a Teflon. He'll be fine. Uh, Los Gauchos has to sit Tyreek Hill. That's a real, real backbreaker. That sucks. Uh, he's also waiting on David Montgomery to come around, which I do believe he will. He's a very good player. But for right now, it's going to be tough. Might be another year or two. Um, then, um, what's his face? Uh, Malcolm Brown down here. Hey, man, he saw all the goal line work for Los Angeles. So maybe you throw him in the flex and hope he falls down across the goal line twice. But uh, maybe not over John Brown. I think he'll have a good day versus the Giants. But still, ain't that a breed of bitch is my, uh, my pick in this one. Okay, and the final matchup is the Shilldozer versus Getting Lucky. Uh, ESPN has the Shilldozer winning 149.7 to 137. Let's see how I feel about this, because I rolled with the Shilldozer last week and he disappointed me, man. <laughs> uh, at the quarterback, 
The Shieldozer has Baker Mayfield, and Getting Lucky has Deshaun Watson. Now, Baker had a very poor showing last week. Uh, he threw three picks in a game they should have won. He did not look good. I do expect him to bounce back in the spotlight on Monday night. Uh, the Jets aren't going to have Sam Darnold, so I think Baker will be able to let it rip a little bit. But Deshaun Watson, uh, he killed it in week one, over 30 points. And now he gets Jacksonville. That's a pretty good defense. They got real tight uh, coverage on the corners there, Jalen Ramsey and A.J. Boye. So this might be a little run-heavy game. Uh, because of that, I'm going to push. Normally I'd take Deshaun here, but I think the Jags are the real deal on defense. Then at running back, Shildozer has Saquon Barkley and Marlon Mack. Uh, I love Saquon. The Giants only let him touch the ball like 11 times in week one. And he could have been so much more productive the way he was running. So I assume they get him the ball more. Should be a Saquon game. Then Marlon Mack surprised me. 175 yards and he got 25 touches. Uh, they ran all over the Chargers. That was pretty surprising to me. Now, will he repeat that? Probably not. But I think he's got a pretty stable floor going forward until he shows he doesn't. Um, prove me wrong, that's for sure. Tennessee did uh, kill the Browns last week, but the Browns were in all kinds of disarray, so I don't know what to take from that just yet. Then uh, Getting Lucky has Carrion Johnson and Aaron Jones. These are guys I was high on. I talked about them last week, and they both disappointed heavily. Uh, Aaron Jones was a Thursday night game. You've heard me bitch about that a lot already today. And uh, I don't know if it'll get better, though, because he's playing Minnesota, and they got a real tough front seven. They should shut him down. I don't know if they'll keep him completely out, but I don't think he's going to, you know, be out there killing it this weekend. And then Carrion gets the Chargers, and that could be good for him. I mean, like I just said, Marlon Mack destroyed them. Uh, he had 175 rush yards on the Chargers just last weekend. So we'll see what Carrion can do against them. He needs to get more opportunities. He got 16 touches, which is good, but there was a pretty good uh, C.J. Anderson sighting. So hopefully we see less of that. But I'll take Saquon and Mack there, definitely. Then uh, wide receivers, Showdozer has T.Y. Hilton and Tyra Williams as of right now. Uh, T.Y. is Mr. Inconsistent. I don't know what to expect week to week from him. And the Titans are a good pass defense. So uh, I wouldn't expect him to go out there and put up 28 again. But uh, he might not do the two or three that I usually expect. Then Tyrell, uh, he's going to have opportunities galore because the Chiefs should beat the shit out of the, uh, <laughs> out of the Raiders. So he'll get a lot of chances. We'll see if he can uh, duplicate that that effort. But I'm not going to pick those two over the combo of Hopkins and Julio. I know I said Jacksonville's got an elite defense, but Hopkins still eats. And Julio should be able to beat the Philly corners. I don't think they're that great. So I'll take them there. Um, at the tight end, I'm going to take Travis Kelsey for the Shieldozer. Uh, Hooper's a pretty good option over there for getting lucky. He caught like nine passes last week, but uh, I wouldn't think that's going to be nearly as consistent as Travis Kelsey usually is, especially, oh, excuse me, especially with Tyreek Hill <clears throat> not being in the lineup. Uh, Kelsey would be the focal point of the offense, I would imagine. He's just, he's the best there is in the business at tight end right now. Um, in the flex, Shieldozer has Chris Godwin, who... I mean, that whole offense was abysmal last week, and Chris Godwin still managed 14 points. So he's got a pretty good floor, but it's Thursday night, so I don't think his floor is too great tonight. Uh, I don't expect much out of Jameis and the crew. 
Carolina's a pretty good defense. You know, they're not top flight, but Jameis Winston's also far from top flight. Uh, and then getting lucky has Sammy Watkins. That's that's a great play in your flex. He's number one receiver for the uh, Chiefs going forward. I know I just said Kelsey was their top option, but he's the number one actual wide receiver. I do think he'll be second in targets to Travis Kelsey, but that's still a very uh, formidable position to be in for that offense. So I think Sammy Watkins should be good. I don't know if he's going to put up 50 points, you know, 200 fucking passing yards, but or receiving yards, but he definitely will be able to ball out. And this is a game I want to keep my eye on the defenses for once. Uh, Baltimore for the Shieldozer gets Arizona. They had three really bad quarters and two really good quarters. So <laughs> what to make of it, I don't know. Rookie quarterback, first-year head coach. Baltimore's always a great defense. Then uh, Houston... For the for getting lucky against Jacksonville, you know Nick Foles broke his clavicle last week. They'll have uh, Minshew in there again. Uh, hopefully they can capitalize on that opportunity. <clears throat> Excuse me. And then on the benches, Childers got Antonio Brown. Man, uh, I don't know what's gonna happen with him. I expect him to go on the commissioner's exempt list, but maybe not. He might play. He's Teflon. He's Teflon. He's made of Teflon. Everything just bounces off of him. Other than that, uh, we'll see if Big Ben and Vance McDonald can bounce back. I expect big things from that offense. I think the Patriots just came out much more prepared than them. And then getting Lucky's bench is a couple of bad injuries. Tevin Coleman, Mike Williams, not bad as in severe, just bad as in it sucks for him. You know, Eric Ebron was also super disappointing. Um, just waiting on Golden Tate to come back, see if he can make an impact, have an impact in the Giants offense. But uh, I think I'm going to take the Shieldozer in this one. I think ESPN's got, got the call right here. I think Saquon and Mack will have a very dominating performance over carrying on and Aaron Jones. And if Antonio Brown plays, I imagine he slips him in, and you know Bill Belichick can scheme up uh, the best plays. So I'll take the Shieldozer in this one. All right, y'all. Uh, those are my predictions for week two. Uh, I took myself... Um, Against no luck but bad luck, I took Kiefer over Harry Twatter, and I believe my only upset, I took Double Alpha over Big Black Ditka, took Ain't That a Breed of Bitch over Los Gauchos, and I took the Shieldozer over Getting Lucky. Uh, we'll see how it pans out. It went really, really shitty last week. I was one for four, so if I didn't pick you, the odds are probably in your favor. <laughs> so I'm sorry if I did. Um, but we'll see if it gets better this week for myself. Uh, I'm excited for the game tonight. Um, Panthers and Bucks isn't exactly the greatest, but a lot of star players, a lot of big players on teams for me. So it should be fun. And, uh, yeah, hope you guys enjoy this episode. Good luck this week, unless you are no luck but bad luck, because I need a win.